Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is October 17th, and we will be reading paragraphs 2266 through 2273 today. And today is the Feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch, a great uh, father of the Church. And we are in the Fifth Commandment, You Shall Not Kill, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, legitimate defense, intentional homicide, and abortion today. Speaking of which, uh, 40 Days for Life is currently underway, so if, uh, if you haven't heard about it, I strongly urge you to, to look up uh, 40 Days for Life and uh, find out if there's a uh, vigil going on near you. Uh, it's a great organization and apostolate. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The efforts of the state to curb the spread of, of behavior harmful to people's rights and to the basic rules of civil society correspond to the requirement of safeguarding the common good. Legitimate public authority has the right and the duty to inflict punishment proportionate to the gravity of the offense. Punishment has the primary aim of redressing the disorder introduced by the offense. When it is willingly accepted by the guilty party, it assumes the value of expiation. Punishment, then, in addition to defending public order and protecting people's safety, has a medicinal purpose. As far as possible, it must contribute to the correction of the guilty party. Assuming that the guilty party's identity and responsibility have been fully determined, the traditional teaching of the Church does not exclude recourse to the death penalty. If this is the only possible way of effectively defending human lives against the unjust aggressor. If, however, non-lethal means are sufficient to defend and protect people's safety from the aggressor, authority will limit itself to such means, as those are more, ke more in keeping with the concrete conditions of the common good and more in conformity with the dignity of the human person. Today, in fact, as a consequence of the possibilities which the state has for effectively preventing crime by rendering one who has committed an offense incapable of doing harm, without def definitively taking away from him the possibility of redeeming himself, the cases in which the execution of the offender is an absolute, uh, is an absolute necessity are very rare, if not practically non-existent. Intentional Homicide The Fifth Commandment forbids direct and intentional killing as gravely sinful. The murderer and those who cooperate voluntarily in murder commit a sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance. Infanticide, fratricide, parricide, and the murder of a spouse are especially grave crimes by reason of the natural bonds which they break. Concern for eugenics or public health cannot justify any murder, even if commanded by public authority. The fifth commandment forbids doing anything with the intention of indirectly bringing about a person's death. The moral law prohibits exposing someone to mortal danger without grave reason, as well as refusing assistance to a person in danger. The acceptance by human society of murderous famines without efforts to remedy them, 
is a scandalous injustice and a grave offense. Those whose usurious and avaricious dealings lead to the hunger and death of their brethren and the human family indirectly commit homicide, which is imputable to them. Unintentional killing is not morally imputable, but one is not exonerated from grave offense if, without proportionate reasons, he has acted in a way that brings about someone's death, even without the intention to do so. Abortion. Human life must be respected and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized as having the rights of a person, among which is the inviolable right of every innocent being to life. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately wrought in the depths of the earth. Since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Direct abortion, that is to say, abortion willed either as an end or a means, is gravely contrary to the moral law. You shall not kill the embryo by abortion, and shall not cause the newborn to perish. God, the Lord of life, has entrusted to men the noble mission of safeguarding life, and men must carry it out in a manner worthy of themselves. Life must be protected with the utmost care from the moment of conception. Abortion and infant infanticide are abominable crimes. Formal cooperation in an abortion constitutes a grave offense. The Church att attaches the canonical penalty of excommunication to this crime against human life. A person who procures a completed abortion incurs excommunication latei sent sententiae, or by the very commission of the offense, and subject to the conditions provided by canon law. The Church does not thereby intend to restrict the scope of mercy. Rather, she makes clear the gravity of the crime committed, the irreparable harm done to the innocent who is put to death, as well as to the parents and the whole of society. The inalienable right to life of every innocent human individual is a constitutive element of a civil society and its legislation. The inalienable rights of the person must be recognized and respected by civil society and the political authority. These human rights depend neither on single individuals nor on parents, nor do they represent a concession made by society and the state. They belong to human nature and are inherent in the person by virtue of the creative act from which the person took his origin. Among fu such fundamental rights, one should mention in this regard every human being's right to life and physical integrity from the moment of conception until death. The moment a positive law deprives a category of human beings of the protection from of the protection which civil legislation ought to accord them, the state is denying the equality of all before the law. When the state does not place its power at the service of the rights of each citizen, and in particular of the more vulnerable, the very foundations of a state based on law are undermined. 
as a consequence of the respect and protection which must be ensured for the unborn child from the moment of conception. The law must provide appropriate penal sanctions for every deliberate violation of the child's rights. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.